Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Ali. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Well, yeah, I'm great. <laughs> we just talked about not having the best week this week, but um, that is what was. I'm going to focus on what is and what will be. And so I'm Amen. Yep. My feet were freezing at home this morning. I was doing some work from home and re- I forget that my thermostat goes down during the day. Like I have a program to do that until mm-hmm. I'm suddenly shivering. And so now I'm in the office and I still have my boots on because my toes are warming up. <sighs> we both sighed at the same time. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really want to chat with you today about something that's been bothering me because that's what we do here. Um, I've been thinking First, a lot. Uh-huh. We did oh, want yeah. to that. Yeah, we do want to acknowledge that we're recording this and that we... On, you know, the on world Thursday, February st- 24th. Yeah, exactly. And that crazy and horrible, I shouldn't say crazy, horrible things are happening in the world right now. And we just want to acknowledge that we all have friends in Ukraine and that our thoughts are with everybody there. And that respectfully, we want to continue doing what we do every week because we think it makes uh, the WordPress space a much better place overall. But that is not to negate the feelings that we and others have about what's happening in the world. Yeah. And I don't know about you, Michelle, but I don't really have anything helpful or insightful to, to contribute to that conversation. And um, I'd rather just, I don't want to talk about things that I don't understand. I'll leave that to people nope. who do understand. So yeah, nope. we are thinking about, acknowledge. Mm-hmm. yeah, thank you. Thank you for reminding me of that. We're thinking about all of you. There's lots of WordPressers in that part of the world. Um, and I, I wish I could tell all of you, like, you can leave and come stay at my house and, until all this is over. <laughs> I don't think I have room for all of you. Um, I, I have a spare room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah thank, thanks for reminding me of that. And yeah, we're just going to keep doing what we do. Um, yeah, today I wanted to talk about, I've been thinking a lot recently. I mean, I think about this a lot anyway, but I've been thinking about it more recently about what I can do to create a more welcoming environment for people, especially people in the community that maybe I don't agree with or that, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's, it's really easy to be welcoming for the people that you have stuff in common with the people that you share the same views on like that doesn't require any work right it's Mm -hmm. it's the people who are different from you and the people that you might find it hard to get along with those are the people that it can be hard sometimes to really focus on building a welcoming warm community space for them um and i've recently just been seeing on twitter and off of Twitter as well, like I feel like I've seen this in, in every place where the WordPress community exists, this almost gatekeepery behavior of, well, you said something that I don't agree with, or you said something that I think is incorrect, or you use a tool that I, I think is the wrong one to use, or you don't do this the right way or the way that I do it. And um, instead of saying, well, 
here's why I do this the way that I do it, or here's why I think of this the way I think of it. Um, I'd love to learn about why you chose your way, right? Let's let's meet in the middle and try to understand each other and educate each other. Maybe someone will change their mind. Maybe they won't, um, right? Like that seems to be the... <sighs> And I don't, want, I don't want to be a hypocrite and say, well, that's the right way to do it, right? Because <laughs> then that's getting in my own way. But that seems to be, if I'm on the outskirts of this community, if I'm a new person coming into this community and those are the conversations I'm seeing, I'm going to think to myself, this is a place where I can grow and I can publicly make mistakes and people aren't going to jump down my throat or pile on top of me. Um, and sometimes we just don't do that. And it, it's mm-hmm. disappointing because a lot of times too, it's stuff that doesn't matter. If somebody is being racist, sexist, homophobic, blah, 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 and they, people pile on top of them, I'm all for that, right? Because that has <laughs> direct, negative, harmful, dangerous consequences. But when it's stuff that doesn't matter and mm-hmm. we pile on top of each other and, and get all bent out of shape, it, it just frustrates me because I... I know that we can do better. I've seen it mm-hmm. happen. Um, and one of the responses I've, I've gotten to that was, well, you know, my Twitter or my X space is, is not, uh, I don't curate this space to make other people feel comfortable, right? This is for me to say what I feel. That's completely valid, right? But it's intention, right? What's, what's your intention as a member of this community? Is Mm -hmm. it to teach? Is it to educate people? Is it to be inclusive? Is it to bring more people in? If it is, there's a strong way to do that. And there's a not very strong way to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to stop saying right and wrong. Um, There's a strong way to do it. There's a a not so strong way to do it. Right. So when we're talking publicly, there is an inclusive way to talk and there's an exclusive way to talk. There is a nurturing way to talk and there's an anti-nurturing way to talk, right? And so whether you see them as right or wrong, you being the, whoever um, sees those as right or wrong is, is not, it's not what we're talking about, the right or the wrong of it, as opposed to inclusive, encouraging, respectful. Mm-hmm. There are ways to address others uh, we actually, you and I had a podcast. I don't remember how many months ago it was. Now they all seem like they were last week, but it was probably three <laughs> months ago now where we talked about calling somebody out versus calling somebody in. It was a while and ago. Someone, that was like episode nine, believe it or not. I recently had to look that up. That was actually a really long time ago. Sorry. I'm ahead. sure it was last week. I'm, I'm sure it was. Last <laughs> week. <laughs> we talk about so many things and, and I'm glad that other people get something out of our ramblings because uh, sometimes it does feel like I just ramble, but uh, but calling somebody out versus calling somebody in, and the whole idea about building a better community by having respectful discourse and by calling out when it's important to do that publicly, calling somebody in when you're trying to help somebody or train somebody or edu- I don't say train but educate somebody um, share your own personal feelings in a way that you don't want to go put somebody else on blast or be put on blast Mm -hmm. for those kinds of things and ultimately I really think it does come down to respect and whether or not you respect the community and the person to whom Mm -hmm. you are responding in the past I believe it or not I have enemies (laughs) 
<laughs> at least people who have, I know you can't see her face, but she just did a shocked face. Yeah, um, super shocked face. <laughs> no way. There, there are people who don't like Michelle Frechette. I'm, I'm okay with it, right? So I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm totally fine with that. But there are ways to share information about people or with people or talk with people have discourse and then there are ways that you don't and when somebody doesn't like me and they don't like what I have to say oftentimes instead of replying to me mm -hmm. they will quote tweet me mm -hmm. so then I have to enter in and I'm responding to them when realistically they were responding to me in the first place right yeah. so it's about ownership of the conversation it's about how we have respect for one another and it's about how we can have differing opinions about things that aren't harmful right mm -hmm. so we talk about race we talk about sexism we talk about ages and we talk about you know ableism all of those things that we talk about and and there really is a right and wrong mm -hmm. in in the way that you treat other people that way when we have differences of opinion about mm -hmm. things that are like, you know, well, is Yoast better or is Rank Math better? You know, like <laughs> those those are and now the people who work in those places have definite opinions about that. <laughs> yeah, they are still opinions, right? And so I can say, I really love IP and security. And mm -hmm. you can say, man, I would never switch from WordFence. Mm -hmm. And we're allowed to have those differences of opinion. If you post online, WordFence is the only way and I think security sucks. I'm going to come back at you and go like, look, I think security is part of what I work at and, it, and we don't suck. What, you know, and instead of having a, a discourse about well, what can we do to improve and why do you think that mm -hmm. now you've put me on the offense and mm -hmm. the or you're on the offense, I'm on the defense and we're trying to figure, we're not going to have a middle ground because things have started out in such a way that they are absolutely confrontational. Exactly. And I, I want to kind of flip this too to show a good example of this. Um, recently in the is it Master WP newsletter, uh, my friend Nyasha, who is amazing, posted uh, an article about the question or the, the debate about whether WordPress developers are real developers. Because apparently there are people who don't think that they are. Right. Right. Um, which is super annoying. Um, and so she posted this write up and it's amazing. And a lot of people reacted to it and were like, oh my gosh, I just saw the title. I can't even read this. It makes me so mad. Right. Of course we are. Of course we are. And somebody replied, um, the problem is that a lot of people used to present themselves as developers, but in truth, they only knew how to set up and use plugins. And that put real WordPress developers at a disadvantage. And I remember reading that and kind of bulking because he used the term real WordPress developers. And that always makes me kind of like, well, what's a real XYZ, right? Because when I was right. building sites for people, I was not writing code. I was using themes and plugins to develop a site, to build a site, mm -hmm. to launch a site for someone. And mm -hmm. so I asked that person, right? Like, um, does that like I explained what I just said and I said, does that make me not a real developer? Does a developer need to code or do they just develop sites? I'm curious what your definition is because I wanted to not attack this person for what they said, but to really understand what they were trying to say. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, it really depends what you mean by developer. When you see a job that has developer in the title, it will always require coding experience. Mm -hmm. But 
he pointed to actually a job posting on post status. And he said, there's a website builder position that does not require coding. And I was like, that's a really good distinction to make because I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. I hadn't thought about it mm-hmm. from like a job posting perspective where, yeah, if, if you primarily use themes and plugins and you know, you know, basic HTML and CSS, you're probably not going to go for a developer role that somebody posts. But I don't think personally that there's anything wrong with calling yourself a developer if you develop and build sites for a living, right? So like, I really appreciated that really short exchange because I was proud of myself for not jumping down this guy's throat and being like, well, why did you blah, blah, blah? But I was like, I really want to try to understand what it is he means. And mm-hmm. he taught me something, right? He mm-hmm. opened my eyes to a different perspective of that of that issue. And I think that is when, to pat myself on the back, I guess, that is when our community can kind of be at its best when we stop and say, okay, well, what does this person really mean? And how can I learn from that? What can I understand from that? And if there's nothing I can learn from it or understand from it, then I can just walk away from the conversation and it doesn't have to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it was important for us to talk about this on this podcast because I feel like a lot of underrepresented people coming into a community are afraid of this kind of stuff, right? Are afraid of people being adversarial at the at the highest level, right? Or even just being mm-hmm. passive aggressively mean. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there are there are times where people post things and it's like, well, on its face, that's, that wasn't mean, that wasn't bullying, but it was discouraging. Mm-hmm. I have to cough. I'm sorry. No, I know exactly what you mean. So I think a lot of those conversations happen around a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, you know, I do a lot with um, helping people find jobs and things like that. Um, not, I'm not a headhunter. I don't mean it that way, but I post a lot of information for people to follow. I often wonder if I look at company A versus company D and everything in between, um, there's terminologies like um, senior developer, junior developer, lead developer, engineer, like mm-hmm. there's all of these different terminologies out there. And somebody new to the community might not have any clue unless they start to read every single job description out there. What do they mean by senior? What do they mean by junior? What do they mean by lead? What do they mean by engineer versus developer? And there's so many different ways that we as a community use terminologies that we haven't even decided that we all agree on. And it makes it really difficult for people who come into the community to understand how to join the conversation. Yeah. Uh, And especially when some of those conversations are adversarial. Yeah. And it's complicated when you have so many voices in the room, when you have so many cooks in the kitchen Mm -hmm. um, and, and so many people care about WordPress so much, right? Like that's the thing is, is I think who said that? I think maybe Josepha or Angela or somebody, I remember a community leader in WordPress um, kind of saying, you know, when people are angry and it, it kind of seems like they're yelling, I see that as people caring very loudly at me, right? <laughs> and I think that's such a good way to put it because people they're don't- They're passionate. <laughs> yeah, people don't get worked up 
about stuff like this unless they actually care unless they give a crap people who don't care are not going to take the time and the energy to you know care loudly at each other like this another really good example of this so people listen to us and they see the things that we post and I think that people probably think that you and I are just yes people to each other that we agree on everything and the truth is you and I don't agree on everything Mm -mm. we don't um but we choose to be respectful of each other's opinions and agree to disagree on things that are not um absolutes and are not harmful to others and those kinds of things and that sprang from our own backgrounds you know and our own uh worldviews and the places that have grown us up to be who we are um, I don't mean physical places, but just, you know, how we have, have, I'm, I'm stumbling here on words, but the point is you and I don't always agree on everything. Yeah. And yet, um, have we had fights? Are we like adversarial to one another? Do, have I ever blocked you? <laughs> no way. Hi everyone. Allie here to interrupt. As we approach our 50th episode, we want to hear from you. Have you learned something that has helped you through listening to this podcast? Have you used our tool and found it helpful for your projects? We really want to know. Please go to underrepresentedintech.com slash 50 and leave us a quick voice memo telling us what you've learned or accomplished. Your voice memo might be featured in our 50th episode. Thank you. Back to the episode. Yeah, I can't think of a single time where I was like, upset with you or angry at you or anything like that. Because it's just like anything that we disagree about and like I literally can't even think of an example but I I'm I know that there have been times anything we disagree about it's just like well here's how I think about it okay and whatever it is we we just try to decide on the best way to move forward right yeah yeah and sometimes we don't bring those into the podcast because I think it would be confusing to other people and I don't want other people to read into things. So for example, if somebody else is listening to the podcast and they are a middle-aged white woman, I don't want them to be like, well, that's just the angry black woman Mm. against Michelle. And I don't want young people of color to go, well, she's just a privileged white woman. Because yes, that definitely is where I am a privileged white woman. I acknowledge that more than almost any other white woman I know. Um, And I am a black woman and I am angry. see you as the trope though so can we just at least acknowledge that but um but I I don't ever want what we bring you and I to this podcast to ever be just like boiled down to you know us versus them Mm -hmm. because we come from different places and I think that what makes us um uniquely qualified in this space is that we do come from very different backgrounds right Mm -hmm. I am a privileged white woman in her 50s you are a young black woman who's I think what 30 now and uh or 29 I don't know you're somewhere around there you're my daughter I I say 30 I'm close enough okay (laughs) yeah and um and that does and but that that allows us to bring our unique perspectives right and that we acknowledge the places that we come from as our perspective and bring that to the table and I think that that's what makes really good healthy but respectful discourse yeah yeah and I'd like to see that in the whole community we would too I mean I, I do feel like a lot of a lot of the things that I want and that I argue for I realize can be idealistic um 
like, yeah, not everyone is going to be nice to each other all the time. Not everyone is going to find the perfect, the exact perfect words to have the perfect debate every single time. That's never going to happen. But I do think that it's worthwhile to nudge people every once in a while and be like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think that was very nice. You know, like, cause yeah. I'm not going to do it. Who does? And I, I still have, I'm not as cynical as, as I could be. I still have a little bit of a sparkle in my eye. So I feel like I want to, I want to force that on other people. <laughs> sparkle, damn it. Sparkle. Yeah. If I can, if I can force my idealism on somebody who's feeling a little bit cynical about things and maybe we meet somewhere in the middle and that's where the realism of the situation comes in, you know? Um, right. So that is something that I'm kind of learning to check is mm-hmm. my, my blind idealism because it can get in my way. And I apologize. I try to apologize when it does get in my way. Um, yeah, I have yeah, no I plans to, to stop being as, idealistic. I refer to myself as Pollyanna a lot of the time. And mm-hmm. if you are too young to know who Pollyanna is, I it's am. a story. Okay, this is a story. And it's this young girl who goes to live with her grandmother, who is, you know, kind of a curmudgeonly woman. And the whole town is just full of curmudgeonly people. And this one girl, like, only sees the good in people like even though her grandmother is this like she's like oh but look at how beautiful your dishes are let's let's clean them up and put them on the wall and make them so pretty and you know like she sees like the the, I'm it's been so many years since I've seen it but like the mailman's grumpy and she's like oh my gosh you get to walk outside all day long like how cool is it that you get to be in the in the nature and see people and their dogs like by the end of the movie you're like, oh my gosh, she's just so wonderful. She's like, <laughs> the whole town is a better place because this person has her idealism. So yeah, so. That's really um, sweet. Yeah, I Googled yeah. it as you said it. Um, Google just says an excessively cheerful and optimistic person, which yeah. I love that. Like, I love people who can do that. I try to, because I I, I associate that with um, people who are like, oh, you need to like wake up every morning and choose to be happy. Right. Mm -hmm. Which I always would kind of roll my eyes at because it's like if you have depression or if you there's so many reasons why people can't just wake up and choose to be happy. But I think in certain moments, yes, you can choose what you're going to care about. Right. And I think I think that's something you're really good at. And that's always something that I've um, been drawn to about you is you choose in the moment what you're going to care about, what you're going to let ruffle your feathers and what you're going to let just slide off your back. And I think that that's very powerful. I think you choose your response to things, right? So there are some things I just walk away from, you know, so there are people who have sought to tear me down and I'm just like, whatever, your opinion doesn't matter. I'm still going to dye my hair purple and I'm going to get a tattoo. Like who cares? Right. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to continue to help people. And if you don't like it, well, that's, that's on you. That's not on me. Um, And so it's not necessarily, I I, I see the whole thing about choose happiness. And I, I mean, I do have as somebody who fights depression and anxiety and things like that. I think it's more about choose your response when you're able to, right? Because there are days and there are times when you're not able to. Yesterday was a shitty day. Mm-hmm. I was in tears a lot yesterday. And let me tell you, if I could have chosen not to cry, I would have. I have visceral responses to things. I can't not cry. Like yeah. I still cry over the Folgers commercial or Maxwell House or whatever. When Peter <laughs> comes home for Christmas and he makes the coffee and the parents are like, there's coffee. Instead of coming down and going, who's in our house? They're like, Peter, you're home. And <laughs> oh I'm my like, God. he is, Peter came home. <laughs> that's like, so I just, sweet. That's who I am, right? But um, 
but yeah, not everybody is going to like everything and not everybody is going to like you and not everybody is going to like what you stand for and who you are and what you do. Um, that's because we all come from different places. And some people come from tremendous hurt mm-hmm. and tremendous places of disappointment and, and just bitterness. And it just really depends on so many things. And so when you can choose your response, think about how your response not only affects other people, but what does it do to you? right? If you choose to be grumpy and angry about everything, instead of trying to see the silver lining in things, you're only harming yourself in the end. And the same is true about when you choose to be antagonistic to somebody else in the community, as opposed to seeking to understand and not antagonize, you've only hurt yourself in the community by driving a wedge between yourself and other people. And it's, it's not serving you, it's not serving other people. So instead of coming at people with, uh, from a place of attack, seek to understand and learn from one another and have that positive and respectful um, communication. Yeah, I entirely agree. <laughs> yeah, oh, and on another note, completely unrelated to any of this, in two weeks, I'm picking you up from the airport in Rochester, New York. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I've been thinking about it nonstop. I've been resisting the urge to pack. Um, I'm one of those people that will pack a month before a trip and just like continue, like I'll take stuff out and like repack every once in a while. And like, I did that before WordCamp uh, US, like as soon as I knew I was not WordCamp US, oh my gosh. Um, state of the word in, in New York. Um, yeah, as soon as I knew I was going, I went and I packed my bag. My husband's like, what are you doing? <laughs> this thing is in like what November it's like August or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like it was weeks and weeks and weeks beforehand. So I've been resisting the urge to pack also because I don't know what like the weather entirely is going to be like, and I, I, I it will like be to, cold. it will be cold, <laughs> but I need to know how cold, right? Like I, I need to look at the forecast I wish I knew yeah (laughs) no and then and I pack literally 20 minutes before I have to get in the car and go to the airport see we're different we're not the same (laughs) we are so different (laughs) anyway looking forward to that looking forward to creating our podcast in person that week and it'll be so fun (laughs) it will Alrighty. Well, thank you everybody for listening putting up with my rambling and our ideas and you know if you disagree with us great I would love to hear from you in a respectful way yeah, of anything that you disagree with us. If you agree with us, that's great too. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, feel free to comment, share through uh, Twitter or, uh, you know, and through the podcast and just, yeah. Yeah. Be respectful absolutely. to one another. Please I, do. I, I just, I like the term be better. No matter how good you are, be better. Yeah. And we both tried, I think we both try to do that as much as we can. I agree. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, yeah. Thank you for listening, everyone. We will see you next week. Sounds good. Bye. Bye. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. Ninja Forms. Ninja Forms is WordPress form building simplified. Build beautiful, user-friendly forms that will make you feel like a professional web developer. No code required. Human Made. Human-made supercharges WordPress to empower brands to deliver innovative digital experiences. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.